spoke all night. He lurked in the shadows, waiting and hoping she wouldn't take a different room. This was a usual room. He knew that. He knew her. Ghost of Me, the new book by Amanda Steele, can be found at Amazon, Kobo, Waterstones, and many, many other places. Hi guys, it's Andy N. Thanks today for downloading or streaming yet another episode of Spoken Label. As you may or may not be aware, Spoken Label was started in the beginning of 2006, and currently we have well over 150 sessions recorded and sent. Although you can find on various networks, the full archive is available for streaming and downloading at Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com it is a free download or free streaming there but obviously if you feel like chucking me a few pennies that way it'd be eternally grateful to help me keep this podcast going and keep improving my equipment etc enjoy speak to you soon bye bye hi guys and again spoken label back in the house again right okay we've got an old friend of spoken label online with us tonight and I first met this gentleman ooh, about four and a half years ago now. He's one of the earlier guests I had on Spoken Label. And he's been a massive friend and supporter of Spoken Label all the way back to 2016. Haven't you, Stefan? Now, yeah, yeah, well, right, yeah. yeah. It's great to have you back keep, on again. You've got to keep sharing, got to keep sharing. Yeah. Now, how did we first meet? Can you remember? Um, well, we didn't meet. Um, uh, I misunderstood what spoken label was, so I sent I sent you a, a message saying I've got a few poems if you wanna like have a listen to and you said and, and he said, Oh look, look that's just recording the interview and I did and that was way, way, way back in the beginning, way back. Yeah. I'd only, I'd only been writing poetry about eight months back then. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it, I knew you were fairly new at the time to it. Now Stefan, obviously introduce yourself to everybody so they know who you are and obviously and tell people where you're writing very briefly came from originally, and then we'll jump into what you've been up to the last four years, okay? Okay, mate, yeah. Well, um, I'm Stephen Bernville. I'm also known as Neanderthal Bard. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm the current um, poet in residence for um, Crisis, the homeless charity. Um, originally, when I first started writing, I, I, I was writing about... Um, writing about mental health, um, my own mental health, because I live with um, borderline personality disorder. So um, it was just, it was, a, it was a new way for me to be creative after not being able to um, go in the kitchen. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've also remembered at the time, it's like, I've, what I found it inspiring about you, Stefan, over the last, certain last couple of years is, is the way your work's just, is just, I would say you've still got the way you are as a person in your words, but the fact is what you've took off or you're travelling, haven't you? Because you've done so much in the past couple of years. Like it was a nice. Um, yeah, well, but, yeah, I mean, we were lucky, I was lucky enough to get, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, Arts Council funding um, for um, the UK tour, the homeless tour, which was um, 20 dates, which was, yeah, you know I mean, and that included um, 20 workshops. Uh, well, no, it was 11 workshops and another nine performances. And um, that was around all of our uh, 
crisis um, skylight centres, which are uh, resource and um, education centres around the country. So I managed to get as far afield as um, we went to South Wales, Doncaster, Liverpool, Newcastle. You know, I mean, so so yeah, only that. Um, Got ten out of the eleven um, skylights. We didn't get Edinburgh in, but um, I, 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 I'm due to go there very soon. Great so, stuff! Yeah. Great stuff! Mate. You think like it's your interesting case here, Stephen? I'll tell you why, mate. Because when I first met you four and a half years, well, four and a bit years ago, I remember you being that nervous over talking to me, and I can actually fear the actual. Long. Yeah, the tension that you're panicking your voice, but. I, You've clearly gone on such a massive journey the past couple of years, haven't you? Really, and have you? Do you look back at the way you I were did, a couple of years ago? You have changed a lot in your work and the way your writing has developed. Um, well, I didn't know any of my poems off by heart back then. Yeah. They were kind of like um, half in my head and half not. So a lot of the time, I was tripping myself up by going off off beat, off heart, and then not be able to find myself on the page when I lost when I when I forgot the words. So. <coughs> Um, yeah, it was it was a very nervous performance. Yeah, I'd only yeah. done a couple of open, open <clears throat> nights before. It really was very early on. Now, I don't know. It's um, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, no, the reason or, or the the subject matters changed now. You know what I mean, I've managed to um, get what I had for. You know what I mean, at the time, out of me. You know what I mean. Um, that's what I needed to do. And then I was lucky enough to. Um, approach the right people or have the right people pick up the email at crisis and now the last two and a half years um, most of my writing has been um, uh, concerned concerning homelessness and um, the welfare um, uh, the welfare reform reform bill and um, and then there's the new um, uh, reduction in homelessness bill as well that we've been campaigning we campaigned really hard for as well so the, the, a lot of the work that I've been doing it has been for crises I've concentrated on that I find it a lot easier but I don't get confused yeah yeah no get you completely like I, I knew you'd obviously been working well with crisis on that and do you have you found like having working with crisis like you have done I think it's a way it's I think it's something it's, it's helped you focus your writing a lot more hasn't it and it's give you like a direction you can go in, and that's where your homeless tour came from, basically, didn't it? One thing just led to another for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, <laughs> you see, when you write about something as personal as, as mental health, there, there's always stuff that you want to hold back. You know what I mean? Stuff that's you know, too sensitive to that you, you you don't want to share, or all that you think other people won't want to hear. When, when it comes to homelessness, you know what I mean? The, 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 yeah, they took the blinkers off. You know what I mean? They, they, they let me go with it. They absolutely, you know, crises have been so, they just let me go with it. They just said, you know what I mean? It's relevant. What I was doing was relevant. You know what I mean? In, in a little bit, I do, I do that poem that I, I sent them a link. That's how I got the residency. I sent them a link offering free workshops. And because um, I was trying to do some research and development tool, and I, I needed to get, you know what I mean, some, some of the workshops done. So I sent out um, emails to a lot of homeless charities and crises um, was one of four that got back to me. I visited all four of the crises just had so much, so, reach, so much reach around the country that, um, and of course, um, the position of their first ever resident as well, which which is which is quite an honour. You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah, no, get you completely with that one, just definitely completely. Do you find then, obviously, over since the last time we spoke a couple of years ago, um, how, do you think that you actually way you write as a writer has that 
changed you think much? The way that I write. Yeah, you've you, you actually you look you, you haven't got you you always at the heart as a writer where you are, but do you think you actually the way you your targets now and the structure in your work? I think it's changed a lot you over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it is focused. It's focused on that on that subject of homelessness. It's been solely focused on that, really. Um, I mean, um, so no, well, see, what I've been trying to do is highlight the different faces of homelessness. You know, what I mean, the fact that each person that is homeless has that in common, but their journey into homelessness is completely unique and individual. You know. That, um, and, and there are different faces of homelessness. It's not just people that sleep on the streets. In fact, new figures um, suggest that only 7% of registered homeless people or, or the homeless that we know about actually sleep rough. The other 93% are hidden. They're hidden in emergency accommodation, bed and breakfast. They're hidden um, in squats. They're, they're, we've got a generation of sofas of you know what I mean? It's actually spanning yeah. two generations now. Do you yeah, get yeah. It, it, it's abso absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I agree with you. And it's like it's. I don't. I keep off the politics of various reasons because what I do, you know, what I do. But like, I do agree with you on this side of the topic. It's a very, very important topic to bear in mind. And you look at that with what was going on with the coronavirus at the moment. Like in Manchester, for example, yeah. they've they've been a big concert effort to try and get a lot of homeless people into like. Hotels and just get them, get them off the streets to see them to, to protect them basically. And have you found that a lot in London at the moment? Have you? So that get that last bit again. Sorry. Yeah, in Manchester at the moment, there's been a few people and yeah. like a base making concentrated effort to get people, homeless people off the streets. And what <coughs> they've been doing is a number of major hotels have been putting them up base to self isolate people to protect them. Uh huh. That's well, why. We, we... We have people here called the Thanet Shelter, that, and that runs all over winter. So as far as I know, they've extended. They, they've extended. They, they run from October till the end of March, usually. And so as far as I know, they're, they're, they're going to be extending their um, their uh, the time that they're open now. Um, I think it's very much needed as well. Um, You've got to understand a lot of a lot of homeless people now. Not all homeless people are beggars, and not all beggars are homeless. I understand that. A lot of homeless people do rely on um, the money they get from passers-by, and with no passers-by, there is no money. Yeah, no, so, I agree. So the so the need for extra support is is is, is it's there. Um, whether it's being met properly, I I don't know. Um, We've been on lockdown a little while. Yeah, I mean, the crisis has been locked down for over a week now. Um, uh, so then able to give the um, the housing advice and such. That, you know what I mean? Because of, um, our resource centres have closed. It's um, there's a there's a, the great need. There's going to be a great a greater need out there for for the rough sleepers. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Especially you know what I mean, considering. Can, Let's not go into politics. Yeah, you know I mean, because considering they were trying to using uh, using a herd, a herd herding technique, herd immunisation. It's just it's to get what I mean. It, it's just it's, it's but let's hope there's more support out there. And yeah, you know I mean, 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Now, obviously, in relation to yourself then, Stefan, obviously, um, do you have any sort of ideas in where you would like your writing to aim for next? Do you have any sort of that where you want to go next to it? Oh, I do. I, I, I do. I, way back when, the, um, when I first started poetry, um, and I first started, when I, was, I was coming about writing about mental health, I was I was writing less, which meant to make it was important to me because it meant it was easing up. Um, and then I found focus on, on the homelessness. And now there's other things. Cause I was homeless at 21 in London. And that's why I figured I could write about homelessness. And I thought I knew everything. I knew absolutely nothing. But at the same time, I had an empathy for the situation because I'd been in that situation for a brief period, you know. Um, there, there, there's other parts, you know, I mean, other things in life that have affected me quite quite traumatically, you know what I mean? And, and bullying is one of those things. Um, and that's something I want to try and address um, from a grown-up point of view, I, I don't think because bullying isn't only only happening in schools. It happens in workplaces, um, and, and there's so many people that actually just put up with it and then go home devastated every day. It, 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 it affects people quite traumatically. I, I was bullied as both a kid and and an adult. Um, so um, we're both at school and and in the workplace, and. Um, so that that's something that um, that I, I I'm looking to try and get involved with in some way, um, yeah. But more more from an adult perspective, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. No, good stuff. Do you think you'd want to do another tour again then, after your homeless tour? Do you, do you think you'd do another tour no, again? I, I, I like the homeless tour, but not uh, probably not another homeless tour. Um, but but something very much like that. Another workshop tour. I've, you know I mean, like, like the last one, predominantly a workshop tour. And then what happened was crisis nailed on a performance and hired a place for each place that I went to. And then I also performed at um, another five cathedrals as well as part of that tour because it was over the Christmas period. Um, so they have their um, they have their end of year um, um, service. So um, yeah, I, I performed at a few cathedrals. Oh wow. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Last year, I managed to perform with, um, I got the chance, not last year, year before, um, chance to um, perform with Jonathan Price. Oh, wow. Well done. Um, duet, duetted with him, one of my poems. Oh, fantastic. Well done, mate. Well done. Now, how was that, how was that a feeling then? Because I've heard, I've heard of Jonathan one Price. Second, one second, one second. Oh. Well, I don't want you to go out with... <laughs> yeah, don't worry, mate. <laughs> don't worry, mate. <laughs> don't worry, mate. Tell me, how was it with Jonathan Price and duetting on one of your poems then? In the cathedral as well, wow. Yeah, Southwark Cathedral, yeah. Yeah, I've, was, um, I've read it in Port Church before, yeah. yeah. We had a few rehearsals. Um, he was just a lovely man. He, he, I mean, a very lovely man. Um, just absolutely chilled as, chilled, chilled as anything. He, he, he was... It's really hard to explain. We, and he invited us to go to the uh, Wyndham Theatre to um, to watch um, Height of the Storm, and he, uh, and he invited us backstage. Me and, me and Sarah invited us backstage to meet the cast, and it was just like it, it was. It was just a really special man, very very special man. Oh, fantastic! But no, good stuff. No, good stuff, mate. It's always pleased me to hear stories like that. I mean, you've gone along doing things like that, and I guess. 
Any time anybody's, you're, you're a perfect example, really. When anybody's an artist from the first start, you don't know how far you can go with it. And in your case, you've just gone further and further and further, haven't you? So, and you like, you've, you've, you've kept pushing yourself, and that's, that's a really inspiring story to hear that, mate. I'm glad we got you talking tonight about that as well. So, good, good stuff, mate. No, good stuff, mate. Definitely with it. So, okay, well, if people want to find out more about you, Stefan, where are they best going? Um, I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm not. I'm on Facebook as Stephen C. Down below. Um, <clears throat> and Facebook decided to take my Neanderthal Bard account down, and I couldn't prove my name was Neanderthal Bard, so I, in the end, I had to change the name to my real name. So um, everybody who was following Neanderthal Bard on Facebook or or, or um, Insta, well, I'm still there. I'm just named Stephen Gambrell. Um, Stephen C. Gambrell. Um, that's it. I mean, I don't really get on Twitter or Insta very much. I mean, I have a look at Facebook every now and then. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a hermit, to be honest. I, I don't really... I, I find self-publicising really, really hard. Uh, do you get what I mean? It's, yeah, I do. I do. But what's good about you, Stephen, is like the fact is that you're always frequently sharing things of other people's and that's what's good about you. you're a good sharer in that one you, you you respect other artists and you're constantly helping them out and people help you out for the same reason yeah, in reverse you know but with the name Neanderthal Bard it meant a lot more because um uh the, the idea it, it, of Neanderthal Bard was to keep sharing sharing people's stuff sharing people's stuff sharing people's stuff it was a amount of times you got banned from Facebook for sharing too quickly. You know what I mean, that's pretty yeah. bad. Hey, I, you know, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I spent more time in the sin bin than I actually did online. Um, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot the question. No. Oh, yeah. So cool. uh, yeah um, I couldn't afford to like me and my GoDaddy. So my website. I could have had the bar dot com as well. When I get, I. I'll, I'll sort that back out and get that up and running again. But, um, yeah, just just find me on Facebook, Stefan C. Gambrell. It says Neanderthal underneath it. Um, yeah. Drop, drop your nod. You're always very chatty. That's always good to hear from you, mate. Definitely. So, right, Stefan, what we're going to do, mate, is we've pretty well finished all we need to chat about here. So let me pause this recording, and when you're ready, in about two yeah. minutes' time, we'll get to a few poems for us. Is that all right, mate? No worries, right, bear me a minute, bear me a minute, mate, and thank you again, and hang around, everybody. We'll be back with part two in a minute. Spoken, mate. Hi, guys. Andy, still here with Stefan, and we now have an audience. Yeah, me. And who's the audience? <laughs> Your partner. Yeah, the boss. <laughs> right, Amanda, so. Stefan, over to you, my friend. Wow, cool. Yeah, um, an audience of one, that's a well-attended well event where I come from. <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously right now there are no events so you know audience of one is pretty cool um okay one of my jobs is to like like i said earlier is to um, look at the different faces of homelessness and reasons for it um so this first poem looks at um alcohol addiction and it's called free this world is so cold when you have no hope, 
Very few friends and no warm clothes with old bones sore from cold stone floors and jaw. Sit in position. You are a coalition of dog friends and daydreams. You ask from lava on top of cheap cider, but it's time to find a nice American. One with a kindness activated additive before you die from the lack of. You see, you're not to blame. Homelessness came into your life uninvited while you were fighting with a fight in your mind and now you're relying on passers-by to find the cost of your first frosty jack of the day because it's that that takes you away from those oh, small change exchanges and those copper requests which you dodge death before you <coughs> cough your last breath. Now, how can they dispute the destitute from their corner offices? They've got to be stopped from causing more atrocities, but on a street level, like that devil with a notepad trying to find a broke lad for having no cash and no couch left to crash on. You see me? I think that's wrong. Now, I can see that homelessness wasn't in your five-year plan. And I know that you understand that your pallor has become... Goonies. You started scaring off the tourists and those in smart suits, those overly astute business executives that are like upset to a collective set this to smooth tunes and cool vibes as they decide to pass you by and not to give. That's their prerogative. And I see I'm just begging today. No songs filled with well-rehearsed verses because cash converters saw some worth in your tired old amp and your beat-up guitar so that you so you could buy some dog food maybe a couple of cans of special brew you see you were trapped by ice-cold mornings following sub-zero nights as your eyes tried to find an escape from another day on bending knee now they can see that you're homeless they think that means free Free to win. Free to fall. Free to feel starving. Free to be disregarded. Free to walk. Free to beg for those change. Free to pray for an end of days. Free to walk. Free to hide inside life without cold. Free to eat food that's covered in mold. Free to walk. Free to Die in your forties after drifting away from their daytime dash as another lost soul sings for their cash. Free to what? Free to what? Free to wonder what went wrong before singing out and John sad song say so much. Free to hustle, free to bust, free to slowly lose trust. And there's cold nights drawing at the end of short days in this whole high street conversation. For obnoxious youths and prostitutes. Half drunk yobs with loud mouth gobs, and as one girl sobs, you hear another girl laugh. And then as you pass past those footpath spikes, you're out of sight and you're out of mind. Tonight, you're going to be just fine. Because a bottle of white lightning costs just. 389. Thank you. Brilliant, mate. Great start, that. Really strong piece. I didn't think I'd do that. Really, a mad nod again there since you enjoyed that, mate. So, great stuff, mate. So, okay. What's your <coughs> second piece, okay. mate? What's your second piece, Steph, when you're ready, mate? Uh, 
Okay. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, um, about the hidden homeless, and, and, I, and I mentioned the generation of, of social services that we have. Um, I don't think there's many people out there that either haven't had to sleep on someone's sofa or had to offer their sofa, you know what I mean, to a friend. Um, so it's something that we all know about, really. Um, so this uh, poem's called um, Ode to the Sofa Surf. So, now I've been sitting here with my head in a mess, waiting for the rest to go to bed so it can be just me and the TV. You see, being alone is always lonely, as being lonely is not the same as being alone, it's their home, not mine. I lost mine a while ago. Now I still have hopes, but I don't go those hopes up. It seems I will only ever be dreams here for three weeks and move on before too much of me is too much to take. I have one mate so far away from my own place, or no place at all. Now I carry all my life in two bags for life since a wife and I still I still pick up the kids from school. Because it's not their fault. So I see him most evenings, take him out every other Sunday, but one day I will own four walls, and one day I know I will own a wardrobe. We'll stand next to a bed. I'll have books on a shelf, self-worth in check, right next to my self-respect. You know I won't be expected to buy a TV license. It would be nice to vote, provide a part-time home for my kids to stay over. I am slowly becoming a no one with nowhere to go, no job, no home. Is this all that I've got to look forward to? Do you know I have to stop at the top of all fours before I can put an address? When am I staying again? And can I risk it without risking my mates and his kids' benefits because staying at his is against the rules and life is cruel and caught in a hole of short-term goals a bit further away and my own thought control is my only escape until the day it evades me is it a situation that's crazy or is crazy replacing me making me unable forsaking my stable traits i am running out of mates and places to stay when will my day come when the sun shines into my eyes from a set of blinds that i forgot to close after going to bed at a time that i chose with a dirty clothes on the floor Belong to those who want me. Is it wrong to more for me than this hell? Sometimes I think a prison cell would be better than this. Except I wouldn't get to see my kid. But this bitch of a system is stripping me bare. The council won't help, they've got no duty to care. And I paid for years into social care when I left care. And I genuinely cared for, for those that had less. And now I have less friends. And back then, instead of whips end with me confessing that this depression is taking me to places where I hate me, confiscating my true sense while breaking down in their presence, right there on their sofa, how do I fall so far into despair? It was never meant to be like this. A tragic accident left me with four fingers less, and I've been trying so hard, and I can't use my left. What use is a chef that can't hold a knife, no job, no home, no wife. Is this my life now? I don't get to watch my kids move, turn brown, or cook fish, toast for those that mean most to me. And I know I was supposed to be. Oh. 
It was me and the wife stopped getting along and it all took a wrong turn and my hurt was all I saw. She never pushed me. I voluntarily walked out the door before all was lost because I honestly thought I could throw it all back. So I still hack at the hedges I planted. And I mowed the lawn and I laid on my own because this is still my family's home. It's not a no-go zone, even though I no longer live there. And to be fair, I was no picnic to live with and I lost half of my right because she left me bitter and twisted. I am so far from being fixed with mixed feelings, born from the loss. No. I was once the boss on the line. I was a problem in the past. I shed laughs after service with those that I have nurtured and furthered careers for years. So I'm also sorry if my sub's body has got to a point of monotony, but it's chopping me down inside. Maybe if I could sort out my mind and my wife, my hands so hard that I fought to keep normal on the surface. It's her and my kids that make my life worth it. She hasn't replaced me. Before she hated me, I closed a gate on a relationship that would damage our kids and the lives that they live, and now I've given my time to have it all back. But all that I have is in two plastic bags, and all that I am is a one-and-a-half-handed man. Now the truth hurts, but my life could be worse. I've never needed to sleep on the street. But the friends I have left are losing interest. Warm welcomes are too soon, wearing too thin, moving in and out again on a list of counselling, trying to deal with what could be seen as a small loss. But if I've lost half a leg, then my life as a chef wouldn't be dead instead. I can't cling on to a career that I've been in for years, so it slips from a grip that no longer exists. And the tears still stream as I disappear into dreams on these cities all over my friends. I dream of the garden that I shall tend in the hope of a happy end, being with my family and breathing again. But the separation is crippling. I feel emotionally brittle and weak. I feel like a freak of nature and I still can't make her change her mind unless I change the way I see myself. Yeah, I've been to hell. But I'm on a return journey, turning her into burning ambition. My mission is leaving the lost behind. No longer mine to own. Until the day comes, I can turn around. Just go home. Thank you. Powerful, mate. That's what that shows you there. Cause like anyone who heard your session for a couple of years ago, Stefan, it was a really good session back then. There's no choice about it. It was. But the could you feel a really, 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 really emotional, yeah, Amanda? Yeah. yeah, I'd be sat there thinking, oh, you may be shivering. That's that takes a lot to get me to shiver like that. Powerful stuff, mate. Seriously. Crying Great stuff. I'm crying with Oh, you can, you can feel it. You can, Amanda, wonder if you can feel it crying those words, yeah. can't you? Yeah, so. that, that, that makes me cry. It makes me cry. Um, I, I, I've had to abandon performances of that. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. What's your finale then, my friend? Well, I'm going to go back to old school. Um, I, I, well, I, didn't, I don't think I did few before. I can't remember the ones I did few before. I know the ones that I would have done, and I don't think I did this. I'm going to go back old school, just because um, I could write back then. Yeah, do you get what I mean? Like, the writing, I, I could write back then. I, I just, my performance was just so full of nerves and so, so, um, 
Yeah, so I've, I've been going back over some of my old stuff and relearning the performances. Cool. Um, so, um, this poem, um, you know the film Paul with Silent Peg about the alien? You don't know, don't you? That's one that, yeah, they played, yeah. Like, 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 yeah, we both, yeah. Know, both know that film, yeah. The little alien goes, evolution, baby, and I just love those, I loved it. So I, I want you to write a poem that had something to do with evolution, baby, in it. And it was very tenuous, as you'll see when we get to the poem. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this poem's called Evolution, baby. Cool. If I can remember that stuff. Um, yeah, um, you might have to pause for a minute. Um, um, oh, evolution, baby. Um, I've got it, yeah, here we go. Yeah, the first line always escapes me, and once I've got it, I'm all right. Here we go, anyway. And I think we all need a bit of love at the moment, anyway. So this is a bit about a bit of a love poem. Um, what's left to share once we've donated our hearts? Because I'm not sure if I'm going to have enough of love to last. But please take from me what I share with you, because I'm richer for sitting and hearing your views on a. A time I do rhymes to people I've never even met. I still struggle for the days I forget to forget. See, real love doesn't use the eye that relies on what's at heart to see, but what's seen by mere mortals isn't always seen by me, as my reality lacks clarity and apparently three thought is now four thought somehow, so I'm going to pull my jaw off for now because I care about the fair, the just and the right, and I'm going to muster my mind, I'm going to fight right by your side, just not on the nights when my mind is Kentucky fucking fried, look, real love is that feeling that our hearts invite, but it's only part supplied by mankind, it's like that essence protection. It's like my sense of direction. My morals have been hardwired into a blast fire compass, encompassing a thin veil of guilt, but built on a strong foundation as they wait for salvation to appear. And do what? We've loved from lost tears. Look, just don't be sad. We are the products of our mums and dads. So when you look in the mirror and take that smile looking back and make that what keeps you on track and true. Because life is cruel without a network of selfless hands, easily demands on the needy and the scared by the greedy prepared. Look, we're fucking amazing. So it's basic to engage in the devastation of a majority for the compensation of a minority. All I want to be is a sentient being. I'd credit a brand new beginning and I'd be singing from the good pops. If you need love, then I've got love. But then I take a look at myself and these pieces that make me. This shit was tested in hell. This is evolution, baby. So now I fill all my voices with knowledge and I keep my empathy sound. I'm just trying to become what makes my future self proud. Now the next line is the last line. So let's make it fierce and strong. You all own your own future. So let your future be long. Thank you. Brilliant, Stefan. Great way. Fantastic, mate. I think I really, really enjoyed that, mate. 
And it's great, powerful stuff, mate. I expect nothing less put you off you there, my friend. Definitely, mate. So, right. Well, that's the end of the session. Hang around. I need a quick wordy off, mic. But thank okay. you again. Let's hope we don't leave it four years before you speak again next time, mate. Definitely. No, 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 no. I'm here when you need me. Especially look, look, when we do when we do this next online one, the one after this one. Keep me in mind, yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah, always and always. We'll definitely get you on board again, mate. You're a, you're a friend of spoken label, a friend of mine, and you're a friend of Amanda's now, definitely. So you've been very supportive to us. <laughs> Least I can do for you, the my friend. Pleasure is mine. It's, it's been lovely to talk to both of you. Uh, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is all mine. Right, thank you again, mate. Hang around. Need a quick word of you, but this is Andy N. Thanking the man for tuning in briefly. I will speak to you all soon, guys. Thank you again, Stefan. See you soon. Bye. Spock on me.